Happy year end. Let's say goodbye to Michael Jordan and hello, Jack Bauer. Who is Jack Bauer? Um, only the greatest show, 24. Never heard of it. Oh, Discover a life-giving local church where you will find the community and support that you've been looking for. At Echo, we hope that you find your place, your people, and your purpose. Experiencing a true sense of belonging while building friendships and finding support. Uh, we do believe that this is what we're all seeking, and we can't wait to share it with you. Yes. Join us for our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at 9.15 or 10.45. We're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to the Echo Church family. Are you grateful for God and His transformative work? I'm sorry. Yes, I am. If so, let's turn our gratitude into giving, creating a powerful force for good. Your contributions fuel the flames of God's incredible work among us. We invite you to consider making a financial donation before the year's end. Yes, as always, as it says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God's love, for God loves a cheerful giver. He right? does. Are you a cheerful giver? I am. Yeah. I try to be. For those who wish to partner with us financially to impact Rochester, you have two convenient giving options today. First, visit our website where you can set up automatic reoccurring donations, allowing us to pay boldly and confidently for the future. Second, you can easily Venmo us at We Are The Echo Church. We appreciate your kind and thoughtful investments. Enjoy Echo Online Service. I rest my soul on Jesus when the mountain shake. I put my trust in Jesus the moment I awake. And when my soul
It's my first time on TV. What? I would never know. You're such a natural. Are you a little nervous? Yeah. You know what I do when I'm nervous? What? I dance. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Just like shake it out a little bit. Mm, 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 mm. Do you know the story of Christmas? Yeah. Can you tell me about it? They eat sticks? Yeah. Who ate sticks? Have you ever eaten sticks before? No. Oh, okay. Sticks are not good. They're not? No. Oh. We are gonna talk about Christmas. My my dad always puts Christmas music on the channel. He does? Um, in the car. In the car? Oh, so you guys like jam out to Christmas music all the time? Feliz Navidad. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Um, The Nutcracker. The Nutcracker? Did you know I was in the ballet when I was little? Yeah, I played the Sugar Plum Fairy. No joke. Oh, jingle bell, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Hey! Wow! Professional work, good sir! Okay, so what's your favorite part of Christmas? Um, getting the presents. Last time the best present was the dinos. Dinos? What kind of dinos? I got a Mosasaurus. A Mosasaurus? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know it's much about large. dinos. It's large. Yeah. How large? Kind of this big. Oh, okay. Now, what do you think Christmas tastes like? Peppermint. Peppermint! <laughs> do you like peppermint? You don't? Oh, well, that's no. unfortunate. I'm sorry. I get headaches near strong smells. So, like gas, mm -hmm. pollution. Um, this is really weird. Uh, cow poop. <laughs> cow poop? Skunks. Oh, sure. Okay, so I have a game for you to play. You ready? I want you to guess what it is with your eyes closed and by reaching inside the bag and just feeling what's in there. Oh, that's gonna be a tricky. It's gonna be tricky, yeah. Do you think you can do it? Yeah. You can? I played lots of those games with the girls. Oh. And I, and suddenly I guess what it is with my mom. Oh, really? And we did it with the girls. Okay, then you're probably gonna know exactly what's going on. No peeking. Until you guess You're what gonna it have is. You're going to guide me hand into the bag. Back. Um, I don't like sticky stuff. You don't like sticky, sticky no. stuff? It's not mm -hmm. too sticky. What is it? What is it? What do you think it is? Okay, I will show you. <laughs> no, you can't open it. You give us your best guess. Slime? Slime, you think? Okay, it's white. And you can eat it. What? Yes! Keep your eyes shut and get a little scoop out with your hand. Can you scoop out some? Keep those eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Nuh-uh. Mm -mm. No way, Jose. Mm -mm. Never in a million years. Mm -mm. Just keep those eyes closed. It is cookie dough. You think keep your eyes closed, but yeah. give it a little taste and see. Is it cookie dough? I don't know. <laughs> Can you taste it? Do a little taste with your eyes shut. Um, Just a little one. I can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I don't like sticky stuff. Okay, look. Here, you can open your eyes. Mashed potatoes. 
Nailed it. You don't like mashed potatoes? No, my sister does though. Oh, does she? This is called Watergate. Watergate. Pistachio. Pistachio? Mm-hmm. Cream. Cream. Is that not the weirdest name you ever heard in your life? Yeah. I know, so. Taste it. Oh. You can feel something. Does it taste like Christmas? Yeah. <gasps> it tastes like Christmas? Yeah. What do you think that is? It's messy. It's messy. I gotta clean it up. Yeah, we probably will clean it up. Do you want to eat it first? It's good stuff. <laughs> Yum. Yum. You want to clean your clothes? It was potatoes. <laughs> I threw no. up potatoes one time. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that. Would you like me to wash your hands? Okay. <laughs> Do you want to lick it off your hands? Probably not since you threw it up one other time. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. Yeah! Good morning, good morning. How is everyone? Good. We are Andy and Christy. We are the lead pastors here at Echo Church. And isn't today just so special and such a blast? We love Kids Take the Stage Sunday. I don't know about you, but I am very thankful for our kids' ministry. I'm very thankful for what they do. And I just think it's so powerful to see all the kids together in the crazy. I saw a nose picker. I saw some dancing. I saw some tears. One child was upset they couldn't find their dad. It's amazing. Did you guys like that? Yes. Easy thing to be thankful for is our children. Amen. We, we love our kids. And uh, anybody love the Christmas season, by the way? Come on. You know, I, I mean, I know that's kind of a mixed <laughs> reaction there. So it's kind of a love-hate deal. I, I'm, Christy loves Christmas, and I love Jesus. So come on, somebody. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I love Christmas and Jesus, and I'm teaching you, you, do, you can you do. love both. Thank you do. You. I'm trying. I'm trying. I love it. I love it. Um, hey, I got a question for you today. Uh, have you ever made a big move in your life? And in the process of trying to make that big move, were you searching for signs? Were you looking to see if you were making the right move? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there's some people out there that you won't make that big move until you have that sign that proves that you should move. And then there's others of us. And, and we've probably done both, uh, to be honest. Uh, but there's other times where we make the move and then we're like, Lord, just show us a sign that we're in the right space. Uh, speaking of a sign, I've got a fun story for you. Insider, Insider has an article and, and it reports of a woman who was tidying up her new apartment in China and she discovered a box of $56,000 worth of valuables hidden behind a shelf. Come on, someone. Is that a sign or what? Now, my question to you is, do you keep it or do you ask questions? Or do you pray for a sign? Come on, somebody. <laughs> you keep it. Yeah, both. Okay. We'll get it. But what an interesting story. In fact, that story went viral, I think, last year uh, because this lady... Um, she, she asked some questions and, and she ended up giving it all away, which is, which is crazy, which is crazy. I don't relate to her at all. So, um, but you know, when we're looking for signs, uh, or we're looking for proof, uh, I think Christmas is that perfect season 
It's that, that God sent his son, right, uh, to be a sign that he is in our midst. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, and, and then we're going to turn over to Luke chapter 1 as well, verse 26. So if you're able to do that, you can try. But Isaiah seven fourteen says this, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Now let me, let me just tell you a little bit about this. Isaiah, the prophet, had, had said this, had declared this 700 years before Jesus came. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. 700 years yeah, so we're jumping ahead 700 years later in the book of Luke, like Andy said. So that's in the New Testament, and I'm in chapter 1, and I'm reading out verses 26 through 34. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 27 to a virgin pledged, or 27, that's the verse, wow, Christy, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. How would you guys respond to that? Super calm? Okay, I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to carry a man, and his name's going to be Jesus. Super chill. He will be great, and he will be called. You will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Pause. Pause. <laughs> a pretty shocking, uh, shocking news and, 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 and shocking communication from, from God to Mary. And, and what I want you to see within these two scriptures is this simple idea. Number one, God sends signs. Yeah. And he has not changed. And he does that still today. But what we see in, in, in Isaiah and we, we see in the Luke narrative, God sent a sign and his name was Emmanuel. Arguably the best hidden secret of the time. And honestly, probably the best, like, you know, the best hidden secret of our time. And, and, and what's kind of crazy is God is constantly showing us signs. The question is, do we see him? God is always sending signs. He's moving in our midst. And, and Christy and I, as we were processing this message, we were just kind of talking about, like, what are some signs that we've seen and some of the big moves that we've made? Yeah, so Andy, how did you know I was the one? <laughs> well, you were glowing, glistening. You walked in, like, levitating into... That was amazing. Such a romantic here today. <laughs> How did I know you were the one? We both ordered the same food at the restaurant. It was very romantic. Fish and chips, baby, at Brew House on Superior Street in Duluth, if you have not had them. During happy hour, probably. Happy hour Save special, college money. students. That's how I knew. Very real. What are other signs of why? No, um, I knew you were the one because of the car you drove, actually. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I like cars. And when I saw Andy, I was so impressed because he was driving a Geo Metro. <laughs> And I was carless. I was like, he has wheels. <laughs> For real. What did the, the Metro show me? 
you don't care about image. <laughs> Economical, back when we could fill up for, for $18 probably. This is true. This is true. You know, actually what was funny, it, you know, when I bought that Geo Metro, and I, I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody, but when I found it, I was cleaning it up. You know, you know, you get excited about that new car, even if it is a Geo Metro, and I'm cleaning out, and underneath the seat, I found a bag of pot. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it was a sign. It helped me pay for college, $56,000. Not really, not really. Going back to the beginning story, flushed. you were the one that kept it. it. I flushed okay. it. I was, He's kidding, uh, and he likes to be sarcastic. I was, at, I was at North Central University going to be a pastor. Trust me, I flushed it. Flushed it. Good I job, Andy. It. Very proud of you. But back to the signs uh, thing is, you know, signs and hidden, hidden treasure is right in front of us. And as I was navigating and, and just kind of like processing mentally through this idea of this Isaiah prophecy, I really got stuck on that word sign. And, and, and what I like to do, and I do this often, is when I get stuck on a verse, as I start picking that verse apart word by word. And when I got to sign, I thought to myself, you know, what, is the, what are the first references uh, in the Bible that uses this word sign? This, this Hebrew word sign, which we would pronounce pretty close to oath. And, uh, and there's three references in Genesis, and that's kind of what we want to unpack uh, today. The very first reference is in Genesis 1.14, and the story goes, God is creating the earth. And as he creates the earth, he separates light from darkness, and then he separates dark from Night, And then he says this, it will serve as a sign for seasons, days, and years. And as Christy and I were talking about this reference, she, she really uh, helped me understand and see that it was really just a sign of our normal day, every life. I mean, when's the last time you thought of like this morning was another sign from God that he is good? And that he is great. And, and I thought during this Christmas season, uh, we need to be reminded to appreciate normal. Look at your husband or your wife or the person you came to church with and say, appreciate the normal. I mean, I mean honestly, when's the last time you woke up? You did your morning routine, you drank some coffee, you got to work, you got home, you ate some decent food, and then you watched a show and went back to bed, and nothing else happened. Thank God for the normal. Do you know what I'm saying? But so often, you know what we call that? Boring. We call that, we call that Groundhog's Day. We call that like just, just the same old, same old. But what if in this season, what if in this season we saw it as a sign from God of his goodness and his care? And so you know what? During this season, what I want you to do is I want you to look at your normal family. Now, some of you are like, what's a normal family? I don't know. Okay, we're all dysfunctional, right? And we're all beautiful at the same time. And that's the beauty of life. But I would like for you to just pause and appreciate that normal day you're having today because God is good. He shows you that sign and he does that every day. Yeah, I, my challenge for this when we are studying this scripture is so often during this season, if we're paralleling it to what Christmas is, rep, is represented is we, our goal is Christmas day. Hmm. And so I don't know about you and maybe some of you are sitting here right now and you're coming in here tired, fatigued, fatigued, 
Maybe you're even making a list while you're in service. I know there's someone in this room Checking making a list because you're hitting, hitting the store up after service. But I just think that we can forget how to worship God and how to serve God and how to, how to look at the miracle in the everyday. And so for me, Christmas morning is amazing, and I love Christmas Day, but it's the whole entire season. How are you showing up? How are you, how are you being assigned to someone? How are you caring for people? And so I love Christmas because it, Christmas Day means, okay, I've made it, and now mom gets a nap. And anyone who likes a nap on Christmas Day, I do. But it's just saying, God, you, you have given us this rhythm, and that's why I've loved doing Advent with our girls this season and my youngest daughter like looking at her little Advent card and us being intentional. The second scripture that we want to pay attention to with you with the word oath in it or the sign is in Genesis 9, and it's five verses. We're not going to go through all of them, but it's verses 12 through 17, and this is when God is speaking to Noah, and there was just the huge flood, and it's the first time in history where there's a rainbow in the sky. And so we see rainbows. I don't know about you, but I think they're beautiful. I love them. They stop me in my tracks. My kids get really excited when we see them, but it's the first time where it is like said that there was a rainbow and what was why was God showing the rainbow I think he was showing Noah that there this is a miracle that God has promises ahead that he's got that he had him that he wasn't giving up on him and so I just think oftentimes we can forget or we miss the miracles that are in front of us and yes the magnitude of a rainbow I think about for me when I held my first daughter I loved that first moment with our girls. We have three daughters, but there was something about the first time I held my child and I remember crying, could not stop crying that afternoon because I was like, this is what love is. Mm. This is what unconditional love is. And so just those moments, we received a funny text message this past week from a couple in our church, Renee and Mark. And for those of you that don't know, five years ago, Andy and I set out on a journey to plant Echo Church. And in that season, we were looking for signs. And we have a ton of them we're not going to go through today. But one of them was a light bulb going off while we were talking about planting a church at the exact time we were talking about it. And there's a lot to that. And so our friends knew this story. And so they're both in their house and they have a light in their kitchen that had gone out recently. She says months ago. And it's an electrical (laughs) issue. So it's not the light bulb. They tried fixing that. And so lovingly, I'm sure it's been on a list of, hey, Mark, please fix the light. Please fix the light. I want to see. And so she was saying how it's been a constant thing, a reminder of this light is broken. Please fix it. Well, while Renee is in her house, her phone dings, and it's the Bible, her Bible app prompting her to read the scripture of the day. And so she see, reads this scripture, and it says Galatians 4, um, chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. And it says, but when the, light, when the right time came, God sent a son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us, who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us in, in as his very own children. And so as she's reading this, she feels prompted to start thanking God for everything in her life. So she's thanking him for her family. She's thanking him for the house and what he provides and just going through her prayer. And as she's thanking God for her house, she said the light bulb turned on, <laughs> like randomly just turned on without them touching it. And they started laughing and she's like, God, it was just a way that God was like, I see you, I care for you. And even turning on a random broken light, like God can do things like that. But sometimes we miss it, right? And my favorite thing about that moment was Mark looked at her and said, we are not planting a church because they know our story. And so we're joking that second campus of Echo Church, Mark and Renee, baby. Which, which by the way, I think this is a perfect time for, um, you know, husbands and wives, for the wife to look at the husband or vice versa, whoever works around the house and just say, thank you for delaying working on that project. So then I could experience a miracle. 
I have so many women shaking their head at me. But, but this, I want you to hear this. There's something amazing about the, the big miracle. And, and I hope for every single one of us, we experience that. But there's something significant about that small miracle as well. And so often we can, we can, we can just discredit it. But maybe God wants us to see it. Maybe he wants us to notice it and to take note. Now, the last scripture is in Genesis chapter 17, verse 11. But I got to give you a little bit of a, a, a disclaimer. This is actually one of those, ref, I, you know, I, I actually didn't really want to bring it up, but I, I felt like I needed to bring up the three uh, references. Uh, but one of my pet peeves is when a pastor will bring this subject up and then repeat this word over and over throughout their message and then make hand gestures, you know, during it, which, you know, just gets me distracted through the whole process. But let me just tell you what it is. God is making a covenant with Abram and he does all the work. Okay. It's all God. But then God says, this is what's going to be a sign. You need to get circumcised. The room goes quiet. And this is what you need to hear. Abraham is an adult male. And, and again, like, I'm not trying to be coy here. I, I'm, I'm really not trying to joke around this with this. But I think what we could see in this season and when our life, with our life and with the sign that God wants to even use our pain to be a sign. And there's so much more to that story. But there's so much more to your pain as well. And when I think about the Isaiah reference, you know what I think? That God was going to send this little boy to be a reminder that on the mountaintops of the valley low, that Jesus is with us, that Emmanuel, God is amongst us. Something as we were processing and preparing for this message came to me on a significant moment that happened to me of God showing me a sign when I really needed it. And why I'm sharing this is I think if you are knowing just knowing life, knowing some of the people's stories in this room is some of you are in a valley. Some of you have had incredible loss of a loved one or maybe you're in a hard transition season in your life. And just knowing where you're going, you may be asking God, I need a sign right now. And maybe it's God showing up and saying, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna bring you a sign. But also I believe with all of my heart is that God calls us to be the sign the world needs for us to be the person that can bring peace. God ultimately is our peacemaker and he brings us peace. And when I've been at my lowest points, I'm asking for him, God, even speaking out and praising him no matter what, saying, God, I praise your name. God, I give you everything I'm going through. I trust you. So even I'm like speaking out things that I wanna believe, trying to change even the trajectory of what my heart is feeling, my mind is feeling. And so, like I mentioned earlier, our firstborn daughter, Zion, she's almost 14, we had her, and then about a year after we had her, we knew we wanted to, we had a desire and a dream to expand our family. And so Andy and I conceived a child, we got pregnant, and I was so excited. And about nine weeks into the pregnancy, I knew something was off. Like, I kept telling Andy, something is wrong. And so, I won't go into all the detail, but we ended up losing that baby. And it was a really, really hard season. And I know some of you are in this room who have gone through a miscarriage or a loss, or maybe you are in a season of asking God to give you a baby. And so for me at the time, I was so confused of why would I get pregnant and then have the baby taken? And just that 
grief that struck me and took over and it was just heavy and it, and I'm a hairstylist a lot of you know that and so just even the heaviness of still having to do life still having to be around people and just navigating the daily and trusting God and so uh, about a month after I had lost the baby we had gone to Andy's hometown Stevens Point and we were visiting family it was summer and his dad's best friend Steve had a garden at his parents' house. And so he was there at the garden hanging out with us and he did not know that we had just lost a child. And Zion's about one and a half there and at that point, and she had these chubby, cute cheeks and really blonde hair, pale skin, blue eyes. And he's with us and he's talking, he's just an encourager and he, is a col- he was a collector of many things. That's a positive word. He had a lot of stuff, okay? So he loved antiques, loved collecting items and he, when he was spending time with us, He's like, I have something for you. And after I saw Zion, I knew it was for you. Would you guys mind stopping at our, my house on your way out of town? I'm like, absolutely, we can stop. And so Andy and I go to his house, and he present, he takes me on a little tour of all the things of his antiques that he would restore, and he had this painting. And he gives me this painting, and he's like, I just, when I saw Zion, I knew this was for you. And... He gives me this painting, and it's a mother on a chair, if you can't see it, and it's two little girls. And so the little girls have reminded me and him of the silhouette of my daughter Zion's face. And they have the same type of hair, and obviously I do not knit or crochet or whatever that woman is doing, but you can catch the drift, okay? But he gives me this beautiful painting, and he's like, when I saw Zion, I saw you, I just knew you had to have it. And for me in that moment, this was a sign, and I remember wrestling with God, like, God, is this, is the second child representing my baby in heaven? Or is this God's promise that I, I got you, Christy, and there is a baby coming? And in some way, it, it, both of those directions of what the painting represented brought peace to me. And it, it was like, God is with me no matter what I'm going through. I do not need to give up and he sees me, and he cares for me, and so we brought this home. We hung it up in our house, and six months later, we got pregnant with Zakaya Nova, and she wouldn't be here today if I hadn't gone through all of that, and so for me, this painting is a representation of so many things, but Steve just thought, I'm giving Christy this pretty painting. I think she'll like it, but for me, it was him stepping out in obedience, hearing from God, giving it to me, and it was a sign that I needed in that moment, so why am I sharing this story is who is God calling you to be a sign for? Yes. It's even the power of an invitation of saying, come to church with me. Can I pray for you? Are you doing okay? Because God's calling us to be a sign. We all know that people need hope. They need love. They need Jesus. And that you have the tools to provide for people. And so just never under, underestimate the power of stepping out and being obedient. Yeah with these signs in mind. My, my big idea today is, is this. It'd be a great thing to write down, take a photo of it behind us. Take note in your normal. Take note in your normal and in the miracles and in your pain. And if you look, you're gonna find Emmanuel's there. God with us. The title of this, this season, this Christmas, Christmas seasonal uh, series is Christmas THX. And, and, and what I want the T to stand for as you're navigating through this season is this, is would you take note? Would you take note? 
Would you ask God to open up your eyes that you'd become more observant, you'd become more aware of your circumstances? Ecclesiastes 7.13 says, Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. And I guess what I'm trying to tell us today is take note. Look at what is in your life and appreciate and say thank you to God because God is good and that God is in our midst. Christy, will you pray for us? And just in a posture of focus, if you want to just close your eyes, you can even open your hands in a representation of just what you're surrendering to God in this moment. God, we just come to you right now. We thank you for this reminder. God, thank you for the signs and wonders that you provide. And we just pray right now or every single person in this space, God, I pray that you can shift our focus. God, I pray that we even position ourselves to open our mouth and start with what we're thankful for, who we're thankful for, God. I pray that you meet every single person in this room, whether they're in a valley or they're in a beautiful season, God, but I pray for hope to be represented in this room, God. I pray that we can be messengers for you. I pray for transformation today, God, and I just pray for us to be thankful, for us to live out with our lives with purpose, with gratitude, God, we overflow with your joy and your peace today, Jesus. And I just pray for whatever we need that we can physically give it to you, God. And I just pray for those moments of surrender. In your name, amen. All right, Echo Church, you can stand with us as we close in song.
awesome. And it's, uh, every week we do a prayer here, and I think that it's super fitting as we close out today that we're going to say this here in just a moment. But maybe you walk into this space, in this place, and you're looking for a sign to take the next step. And this is it. The simple prayer to just say, Jesus, I surrender. God, I forgi forgive me for what I've done. But all across this room, can we simply say this in this place as we close out? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, and I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me, forgive me, and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. And everyone says amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate those people that maybe said that prayer for the first time today. I do want to just bring a moment of, of practicality to you. If you said that prayer for the first time, please just stop out at our info table in the back. Connect with one of our hosts out there. We want to walk alongside you in this faith journey. We see it super important and uh, easy for you to do with us uh, by your side. Uh, a few other things that I've been kind of just processing through this morning is, is Pastor Christian Andy said um, these three things of normal, miracles, and in our pain. And I think we all can experience one of those things, or we've all related to one of those things this morning, if I'm, if I'm being honest, or if you're being honest. And I don't know about you, but what I can wrap up today in, and with this one thing of being, let's be the sign. Let's use the three things that maybe we've walked through. Maybe you haven't walked through all three, but I don't know about you. I've seen miracles happen. I've seen students delivered from depression and anxiety. I've walked through my own pain and, and seen others struggle with pain. But when we invite people in to do that, it's just this beautiful thing that happens. Amen.